0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I've got it right. I don't like this thing. Craig, you didn't give me my lectern. Oh. <laughs> it would be, be good. It's sort of like. Ugh. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> oh, I'm Cathy. Haven't seen some of you for a little while. Um, it's a bit strange to be back. I'll just wait until I get my little box in front of me because. almost certain this will fall over on me. (laughs) Yay, thank you. (laughs) I can hide now. (laughs) Um, So we're going to be talking about Peter this morning. Um, Have I got this right? Yes. So have you ever done one of those personality tests? Put your hand up if you've done a personality test. Did it turn out the way you thought it would? Did it describe you down to a T? And if you did the same one now, would it be any different? Um, Keith and I did a test not long after we became Christians. And then we did one, what, 10, 15 years later? And I was amazed. Like the first time he was so far choleric and the tiny bit, tiniest bit of anything else, like 2%. And I was so far phlegmatic. That's why I like this, because I can lean on it. Um, and I was just like a tiniest bit of other things. And when we did it the second time, we were so amazed. He'd come this way, I'd come that way. And we'd almost met in the middle. And and I think it's because we'd spent so much time together that we'd almost grown like each other. And so long as I don't get like this, I don't mind that so much. (laughs) And it's the same when we spend time with Jesus. The more we spend time with Jesus, the more like Jesus we're going to be and the closer we're going to get. And so we're going to take a look at the life of Peter and see the changes that happened to him as he walked with Jesus. I'll just get my first thing. I can't find my bookmark. So Simon was introduced to Jesus by his brother Andrew. And that's when Jesus gave him a new name. And he was changed his name from Simon, which means to be heard, to Peter, which means a rock. And Jesus saw him for who he was and also for the potential that he knew he had. Peter wasn't presented as a rock-solid person throughout the Gospels, but he became rock-solid in the early days of the early church And by giving Simon a new name, Peter, it introduced us to a change in his character. And we often assume that Jesus' disciples were great men of faith right from the very time they met Jesus. But they had to grow in their faith, just like you, just like me. So even though Peter had been introduced as Jesus and some of the other disciples, he didn't immediately follow him completely because Jesus had to call him again. He called Peter. Come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And just like Peter, sometimes Jesus has to call us more than once. He may get our attention for a little while, And we may dip our feet into those waters. But then we just stay there in the shallows, just watching, waiting. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it takes a while for the message of the gospel to get through to us. And we may question it and falter along the way. But we must never stop following Jesus, no matter what happens in our life. No matter what difficulties we go through, we must always keep Jesus there. The closer the better, but we must always keep him there. Now Peter was a fisherman. So Jesus used what Peter knew about fishing to teach him. And it's the same with you and me. Whatever our profession is, whatever our thing is in life, God will use that And he'll teach us through it. When Jesus entered Peter's life, this plain, gruff, rough fisherman became a new person with new goals, new priorities. But he didn't become perfect overnight. And he never stopped being himself. And Jesus never asks us to be somebody we're not. Jesus takes us as we are, warts and all, and he uses us to reach others, just like us. I remember the first church I ever went to, Beach Haven. It was a new church. There were about 50 new Christians, and there were a couple of people from the AOG in Takapuna that had come along to support and help us. And our pastor at the time said, I love it every time I go outside this church and I see cigarette butts. And there were lots of them because we're all brand new Christians and nine out of 10 of us smoked. He said, it shows that people are here and God is going to change them. He liked seeing people for who they are, real people, warts and all. And Jesus chooses real people. He chooses you and me to communicate that his acceptance is available to everyone. So don't change because you feel like you have to change. You just change when Jesus says, hey, time to step things up a wee bit. In um, Donnelly's Crossing, about a year after we became Christians, I went up to Donnelly's Crossing, or we went up there to live. And there was a church in Donnelly's Crossing. I don't know how many people there were, but there was about 50 people in the church, but in the middle of absolutely nowhere was a church. And so we found ourselves going there. And after I'd been there for about six months, uh, I'd got to meet a few people, and one of them had become a very good friend. And she said, you know, we were warned about you when you first came here. I used to wear the shortest of short skirts. And the pastor's wife would be coming along and she'd be pulling my skirt down. (laughs) And it didn't occur to me to change. It was Jesus that said to me one day, hey, maybe your skirt should be a wee bit longer. But I was who I was. And you have to be who you are. And you shouldn't let anybody but Jesus change you. So let's take a look at some of the life lessons Peter learned as he grew. Throughout the gospel, we get glimpses of Peter's character. And here's a quick overview of one-liners picked up from scriptures. And we'll look at some of the other accounts as we go on. First, he was... Oh, can you see that? First he was naturally impulsive. Matthew 14:28 it says, "Lord, if it's you." Peter replied, "Tell me to come to you on the water." Peter said to Jesus, "Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah." Naturally impulsive. And then Jesus, the disciple whom Peter, and then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, "It is the Lord." And as soon as Simon Peter heard it, he said, "It is the Lord." He wrapped himself in his outer garment, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. Naturally, impulsive, just did things because he could. He was tender-hearted and affectionate. Matthew twenty-six twenty seventy-five. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside, and he wept bitterly. He was gifted with spiritual insight. Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And another one, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God, gifted with spiritual insight. Yet sometimes, slow to apprehend the deeper truths. Peter said, explain the parable to us. And Jesus answered, are you still so dull, even though before he had said, you are the son of the living God? He was self-sacrificing. Peter said, We've given up everything to follow you. And yet he was self seeking. What will we get? What are we going to get out of this? He was presumptuous. This will never happen to you. And you will never, ever wash my feet. And he was immovable in his convictions. But Peter in, or in Acts 4:19 to 20, Peter said, Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And in Acts 5, 28, 29, We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name, he said, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. And Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings, immovable in his convictions. Just some of the aspects of Peter's character. So let's go a little deeper. And see some more of what Peter was really like. So if we turn to Matthew 14, verses 22 to 32. I think I've got that right, because last night when I was going through all my um, references, they didn't match up with what I had on my thing. So I had to go and find them again. So that's Matthew 14, 22 to 32. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified, and in their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So, I haven't got the rest of it. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong winds and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. And then the disciples worshipped him and said, You really are the Son of God. Sorry about that. I must have missed the last bit off. So in terms of characteristics, the fishermen were gruff. They were rugged. They were most likely multilingualists. They were hard-working. They had a lot of business savvy because that was their, their whole business. And fishing was a common trade around the Sea of Galilee. There probably wasn't an awful lot of trade other than fish. And that's where Jesus carried out a lot of his ministry. And the other thing about fishermen was they usually cast their nets in the night rather than in the day so that the fish would see the light come up, be got. And they'd also try to avoid the scorching heat of the day, which happens over in Israel, I believe. So it was common in Jesus' time for fishermen to be caught in severe storms while they were out on the open sea. And it was their courage that pushed them to go back again and again into the water after experiencing these storms. And a lot of courage was required. So Jesus and his disciples frequently traveled by boat and it's likely that they relied on the experience of Peter and the other fishermen during these times. And so when the group encountered a fierce storm on the Sea of Galilee, knowing that Peter was a fisherman knowing that he was used to fierce storms, it makes it more significant how severe that storm was when they all sat there and thought that they were going to die. The storms wouldn't have been new to Peter and the others, but they couldn't rely on themselves to save them this time. They couldn't rely on their experience, and they knew that their boat was about to sink. And they believed that this was the end. And so they cried out in their fear, Lord, save us. No, they didn't. Even though they'd spent time in the presence of Jesus, even though they'd witnessed his many miracles, Jesus was not the first person they called on. They tried to rely on their own strength. They tried to like, rely on their own experience. And it wasn't happening. Did that stop Jesus from helping them, even though he hadn't called on them? Nope. He said, Take courage. Don't be afraid. I am here. And what did Peter do? He summoned up that courage that Jesus said, take courage. He put his trust in Jesus and he stepped out of the boat onto that water and walked towards Jesus. It was only a couple of steps. Were things all hunky-dory from then on? No. What happened? He started to sink. and When he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink and said, save me, Lord. And now he really was in deep water. And now he really did call out to the Lord. And what happened? Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Did Jesus reprimand Peter for having little faith? For having no faith? No. He said, you have so little faith. Remember in Matthew 17, verse 20, Jesus said, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Peter's courage helped him to step out of the water, and Peter's little tiny faith helped him to walk on the water. And that faith that Peter had, that little tiny bit of faith, That grew as he spent more time with Jesus. It wavered up until the time of Jesus' death and the time of Jesus' resurrection, but it grew. All we need is a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of faith, as tiny as a mustard seed. And if you ever have mustard seeds in your house, they are small. Tiny bit of faith. How many times have you had a tiny bit of faith and you've seen Jesus move in your life? I bet it's quite a few times when you look back. But what's happened to that faith? Has it grown? Has it grown to the size of a mustard tree? Or has it stayed tiny? Has it grown a wee bit? Tiny bit of faith can grow. Peter's faith Peter's oh have I said that I have are you like Peter do you have courage to speak out boldly sometimes do you have sometimes the faith to pray for healing and see it happen and yet other times you hide like a wallflower and try to blend in like a chameleon and you don't even have the tiniest bit of faith that Jesus can do a miracle are you like that? Then you're just like Peter. Just like Peter. And here's another characteristic of Peter. In Mark, chapter 14, verses 27 to 31, Mark 14: 27 to 31. I can find it Peter was guilty of the most cowardly act on the way Jesus told them all of you will desert me for the scriptures say God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered but after I am raised from the dead I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there Peter said to him, Even if everyone else deserts me, I never will. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even know me. No, Peter declared emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the others vowed the same. But what happened a few hours later? In Mark 14, verses 66 to 72. Meanwhile, Peter was in the courtyard below. One of the servant girls who worked for the high priest came by and noticed Peter warming himself in front of the fire. She looked at him closely and said, You were one of those with Jesus the Nazarene. But Peter denied it. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. And he went out into the entryway. Just then, a rooster crowed. When the servant girl saw him standing there, she began telling the others, This is definitely one of them. But Peter denied it again. A little later, some of the other bystanders confronted Peter and said, you must be one of them because you're a Galilean. Peter swore, a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know this man that you're talking about. And immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even knew me. And he broke down and wept. Have you ever denied knowing Jesus? Have you ever been in a situation at work where you are in sports or somewhere where you really want to keep a little bit quiet and you don't want people to know what does the Bible say about that Matthew ten thirty-three. but everyone who denies me here on earth I will also deny before my father in heaven Ooh, pretty heavy stuff something not to be taken lightly but everyone who denies me here on earth I will also deny before my father in heaven three strikes you're out isn't that what the prison system says three strikes you're out Thankfully, God's kingdom doesn't operate like that. It operates on an entirely different basis. And we can never let God down one too many times. If we love him and own up to our sins. If we confess them and ask for God's forgiveness. God keeps right on forgiving us. And putting us back in the game what an awesome God Peter denied three times that he even knew Jesus he didn't get struck off when he broke down and wept Jesus forgave him if anyone has understood the marvel of God's goodness and grace to keep giving us a second chance, it's Peter. Yet after his resurrection, Jesus made a point, a repeated point to Peter that he still had great things in store for him, for this very human and less than perfect disciple. Jesus didn't give up on him, even though Peter denied Jesus Jesus didn't give up on Peter. I think that after that act, Peter went away feeling very guilty, very sad, and maybe had a little soul-searching to do to find out who he really was and who or what he really believed in. Did he really have the faith that he professed he had? Or was he just paying lip service? Do we have the faith that we profess that we have? Or do we just come to church on Sunday, paying lip service to God? Or do we live out our faith throughout the week with our friends, with our family, with our work colleagues? It's in these moments when the rubber hits the road that we find out who we are who we truly are and what we're truly made of. So after denying Jesus, what happened to Peter then? Let's take a look at John chapter 21. And we'll go to verse 21. Can I find it? John chapter... 21, verse 21. I think I've got the wrong thing again. I'll read it off my so sorry later Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the sea of Galilee and this is how it happened several of the disciples were there Simon Peter Thomas nicknamed the twin Nathaniel from Canaan in Galilee the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples Simon Peter said I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in a boat, but they caught nothing at all that night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. And he called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then, then he, then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, "It's the Lord." When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed for shore. So, what happened after Jesus had died? Peter went back fishing. He'd been following Jesus for three years but Jesus wasn't there present anymore so Peter went back doing what he knew best fishing he didn't see the bigger picture he didn't put together all the things that he'd heard from Jesus and line them up with the scriptures that he'd known from his childhood I think Peter got disheartened He got disheartened with himself. He got disheartened with believing something so incredible and then having it taken away from him. I remember being a brand new Christian thinking, how can anyone ever turn their back on Jesus? Knowing what we know, knowing how Jesus has saved us, becoming born again, having all these things in your life, how can anyone turn their back on that? But as we went along, as you get further and further into Christianity, I guess, and life still throws things at you, and life still becomes hard, and sometimes you can understand why people turn away from Jesus. have you ever looked back through your life and you could see where God was moving and how he led you? You couldn't see at the time, but in looking back, you can. And you can realize that these things weren't coincidences. They were of God. That was God working in your life. But Peter had sort of got to that stage where he thought... Here was Jesus walking with me, and I believed. I believed so much, and now he's gone. So, following the resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples several times, and one of those appearances is only found in the Gospel of John. And Jesus specifically speaks to Peter. He seems to address Peter's earliest denial, and again position position him as leader in in the moment. And that's in John chapter 21, verses 15 to 17. And I'm pretty sure I've got it right this time. When they had finished eating, Jesus asked Simon Peter, And then a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Three times. How many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three times. How many times did Jesus ask Peter, feed my sheep? Do you love me? Three times. I think that's quite significant. Regardless of whether Jesus asked him three times or not, Jesus did specifically ask him Feed my sheep, giving him, Peter, the responsibility of going out there and shepherding the followers. And Jesus formally forgave Peter and restored him to his position. Peter knew he had been forgiven, and what a change came over Peter. That's when Peter addressed the crowds at Pentecost And after the disciples received the Holy Spirit, Peter preached a sermon to the Jews explaining how their history and scriptures all pointed to Jesus. Things he'd forgotten temporarily between Jesus dying and Jesus coming alive again. How scriptures that they'd learnt from when they were tiny Actually pointed to Jesus. And in Acts two, verses thirty-seven to forty-one. Acts two, thirty-seven to forty-one. Peter's words pierced their heart, and they said to him and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promises to you, your children, and to those far away, all who have been called, up, called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners Save yourself from this crooked generation and those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 people in all. At Pentecost, Peter demonstrated that he was a pillar of the church. Building the movement that Jesus began and converting thousands of followers, Jewish followers, to Christ. While Peter was later to be recognized as the, that the gospel was for Jews, when Peter later recognized that the gospel was for Jews and Gentiles alike, the majority of his ministry was spent teaching the Jewish community. which is why Paul would later say they recognized that I had been entrusted with the task of preaching the gospel to the uncircumcised, which is the Gentiles, you and me, just as Peter had been to the circumcised, which is the Jews. So Peter, an apostle, a leader, a martyr, and a model. Peter's teachings influenced the early Christian church, In the Gospels, Peter's brazenness shows that God uses even the most unwieldy people to advance his kingdom. He was one of Jesus' most trusted companions, and as a result of what he witnessed, Peter, an uneducated fisherman, became one of the most important leaders the church had ever known. The most insignificant person in this room can can do marvellous things for God. He also um, played a pivotal role in bringing the gospel beyond the Jewish community. And this man, who was once afraid of being associated with Jesus, even if it was only to a lowly servant girl, was eventually willing to literally take up his life on the cross and give his life for Christ. And his life still gives us a clear model of what it means to be fully devoted to Jesus. What does Jesus see in us when he says to us, follow me? What does he see in each one of you? We know that Jesus accepted Peter and in spite of his failure, Peter went on to do great things for God. In spite of your failures along the way, you can go on and do great things for God. Are you willing to follow Jesus even when you fail? Are you willing to get back up on your feet again and carry on? Later in life, Peter looks back on his experiences and reminds his fellow Christians in 1 Peter 2, verses 24 to 25. Jesus personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, by the wounds of Jesus, you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. Peter, uneducated, gruff, rugged, impulsive, courageous, denied Jesus, went back fishing became a leader among the disciples and was the first great voice of the gospel at Pentecost. Peter was reinstated by Jesus. And as Peter discovered, it's not too late for you and me to return to Jesus